Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sprint's Unlimited Plus plan. It has Hulu, Title Premium, 15 gigabytes, mobile hotspot, and full HD. Atlas, we need to shout that from the rooftops. Best deal ever. I didn't mean literally. Switch to Sprint's Unlimited Plus plan for just $42 per line. But hurry, for a limited time, it's now $22 per line when you bring or buy your own phones. Visit Sprint.com slash Unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Price with $5 per month auto pay discount. One Hulu limited commercial plan for Sprint account. Features differ. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Requires new line subject to credit. Third dollar activation fee speed. Maximums use rules and restrictions apply. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. <laughs> What is better than this, folks? The Draft Dudes Podcast. It's a Wednesday here on the show. It's the day after Valentine's Day. I hope that yours went well. Uh, I am Joe Marino of FanRag Sports and NDT Scouting, joined by my co-host Kyle Krabs, who is the founder and director of scouting at NDT Scouting. And together we are the Draft Dudes Podcast. Just a couple of guys being dudes here talking football for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And uh, we've got uh, some fun stuff to get into today. But first, Kyle, how are you? What's going on, my man? Oh, man. You know, forget about Valentine's Day. I am just basking in the glory of the Philadelphia 76ers win over the Charlotte Hornets on Monday night. I just, it, it, I thought basketball season was over, yeah, man. I bet you did too with how bad mm. the Hornets are playing. Yeah, that's um, that's lost my interest real quick. <laughs> They're playing some bad basketball after playing pretty well to start. And it's, uh, you know, it's not easy to, it's easy to forget about basketball when you've got uh, all these prospects to evaluate. So, well, you know, uh, just keep trusting the process and, and yeah. you guys will be back before you know it. Yeah, and baseball season's coming soon, so we can uh, we can rub elbows on the Mets and Braves and see, uh, nah. see who comes out. Nah. No? Nah. No, not nah. this year? No, nah, I'm out. We still got to do our eating challenge. The the remember this the uh, uh, it's it's the baseball eating challenge where every inning uh, you have to eat one hot dog and drink one beer and you see if you can make it through nine innings. So we got to do that. I'm coming down. Like we can either do a Charlotte Knights game for that, or we'll go to Atlanta <laughs> and do a, a Mets Braves game. 
Let's go to Atlanta. All and right. Do that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to SunTrust Park, huh? Yeah, yeah. They were gonna be there in May, so we need All to. Right. Well, you, know, you seem like you have already have it planned out. All right, it's a date. I'm ready to roll. Are you asking ready me to, to drop... be your Valentine? <laughs> Kyle, will you be my Valentine? Um, let's uh, let's move this along. Yeah, let's move. So, hey, we got a cool show, right? In the spirit of Valentine's Day, we are going to declare things that we love about the 2017 NFL draft class. And uh, Kyle and I are going to go back and forth here uh, talking about different things that we love, specifically traits. So we're going to mention a player and a trait about that player that we love. And uh, by the end of this, we'll get into about a dozen different traits that we love in this class. So this should be a lot of fun. Yeah, so am I going to profess my first love here? Is that, that Get the down on a knee there, Kyle. All right. Down on a- <laughs> Corey Davis, wide receiver, Western Michigan. I would like to profess my love for how polished you are as a receiver. Uh, route running skills, physicality both at the line of scrimmage and at the catch point, spectacular catch ability, ability to extend and make plays at the catch point, and high point footballs with, with really explosive skill set, strong hands, run after catch ability, strength after the catch, blocking skills, you name it, he's got it. And I think that overall polish, uh, you know, I was very much a Mike Williams wide receiver one guy back in uh, the middle of the season. Having done the deep dive on both of these guys, uh, I got to go Corey. I, I think Corey, his overall package is safer, but still dynamic. Uh, he is very physical, and I think he has really done well for himself to establish himself as a potential alpha uh, NFL receiver at the next level. Man, I like how you made that like very personal. You said Corey Davis. I love your polish. So uh, I guess I've got to keep keep with that theme. That was really nice. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a wide receiver here as my first profession of love, and that is for Alabama's our Darius Stewart. Oh. I lo- <laughs> yeah, I'll get into that. Our Darius Stewart, I love your ability after the catch. And before I elaborate on that, Mr. Kyle grabs himself somewhere. Uh, this. Early this season, Kyle was like, Joe, uh, Stewart's better than Ridley. And um, I was like, okay, you know, I haven't, didn't have an opinion on that. But then somebody on Twitter told us to murder ourselves or kill ourselves based on that take. Uh, and like we talked about on Monday, we're still here. So we, 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 uh, we fought through it. But our Darius Stewart after the catch is something that, Man, people need to get on board with that because he is dynamic with the football in his hands. He's got the type of skills after the catch that he's going to demand touches in space, right? You're going to want to give him the ball on rocket screens and uh, and on quick slants and let him create after the catch. You're even going to want to get him the ball on jet sweeps. Just get the ball in his hands and let him go because uh, he is really good with it in his hands. He can make guys miss. He's twitched up. He makes a terrific cuts and he really and then when he is going to get tackled he challenges with physicality and pad level so he's the kind of guy that can create yards and pick up chunks after the catch and uh, it's it's a really nice piece of his game that i think everyone needs to get on board with so i love our darius stewart and his ability after the catch yeah i think he and carlos henderson are probably the two most explosive after catch yak guys in the class uh do you have any other candidates off the top of your head no, Cor- your guy Corey davis, Corey davis. Yeah, yeah yeah um all right uh taco charlton you know this this goes to talk about the depth of the uh 
defensive talent in this year's class. Five out of my six professions of love were on the defensive side of the football. Uh, Taco Charlton, I love your ability to bend and turn the corner at six foot six. Uh, that trait is such a high quality premium trait that teams are going to see. And it's what's going to make him probably be a top 15, top 20 selection. Uh, the fact that you can flatten, you can play with leverage and carry speed through your rushes. When he works from wide angles, he's really able to pressure offensive tackles, stress their kick slide, get that inside shoulder down, get the pad level down, diminish his surface area, not provide a strike zone for offensive tackles to land their hands and finish rushes with Ben. So many guys you see, they have a nice first step, they get hip to hip with offensive tackles, and they can't pivot and turn the corner. And Charlton does it, and he does it at like probably two inches bigger than most of the other premium rushers in the class. So uh, that bend is a really, really easy trait to fall in love with when you consider the physical profile that he pairs it with. You know, it's funny, you're doing six out of seven defense, and I've got six out of seven offense, and uh, I didn't mean to do that. So, funny how that worked out. I'm normally a defensive guy. Uh, My next profession of love is for another Alabama guy, and that is tight end O.J. Howard. And, O.J., I love your ability to block. And, and look, he, he can do all the receiving stuff. He's big, catch radius, runs routes, can catch football. He's a really nice receiver, so don't listen to me here and think, oh, well, he's just a blocking tight end that can't catch. No, this dude can do both, but he is a dominant blocker. He's the best blocking tight end in this class and, and really among one of the best I've seen in the last five years. Powerful punch. He rolls his hips. He's got the leg drive to create space. Uh, he's got a nice ability to get out into the second level and make uh, blocks in the boundary, can break down, square up blocks and seal uh, the pursuing defenders. And he can win in line. You know, he can handle that power right on top of him. Uh, he can win out of the backfield, you know, kind of some of that Jason Witten stuff where he, he lines up in the backfield, goes in motion and can make that lead block. And even from the slot where he can, you know, you can run a screen, you know, to Mr. Ardarius Stewart. And uh, he can be that guy that makes that first block so that Ardarius Stewart can get into his uh, skills after the catch. So no matter where you line him up, he's going to be able to create a lot of offense for his team, not just as a receiver, but from the blocks that he can execute by creating that space and letting uh, those running lanes develop. So OJ Howard, I love your ability to block. Yeah. As they say, get you a guy that can do both, right? Yeah, no doubt. Receive block. OJ can do it all. Uh, And he's a big dude. Too. I don't know if anybody knew that or not. Uh, <laughs> Might be a picture out there. I have never felt so small in, and disproportionate in my entire <laughs> life than standing next to O.J. Howard. Like His waist was probably smaller than mine. His shoulders were twice as big as mine. Um, yeah. So O.J. has uh, a couple. I, I need to work on my gym gains before I see O.J. again and, and see if I can't fill my frame out a little bit. Uh, hashtag stock down for Kyle. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about another pass rusher, though, Joe. I want to talk about Juan Price. Uh, Ewan Price, University of Pittsburgh, uh, was a participant at the Shrine game, checked in just under 5'11". Uh, problem, right? Right. Wrong. <laughs> I, I did a piece for Juan Price last week. And, and, Joe, who was the other guy that I wrote about last week for FanRag? The other guy that you wrote about last week... 
from FanRag. You didn't do your with, homework, did you? No, I did, damn it. Um, you wrote... Oh, my a, lord. <laughs> I just Taco Charles. I just talked about Charles. him. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I promise I didn't look it up. <laughs> I really did. No, I, it's Taco Charlton. What's in a name, Taco? No, I, I got you. Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, Taco and Juan Price were two guys I wrote about last week for FanRag Sports. Um, Juan Price, uh, length is more important than height. He has baseline length, but the trait that you have to love, uh, Juan Price, I love your first step. He wins so many reps at the line of scrimmage with how twitched up he is. Uh, he is so quick. If you let him off the leash, you know, and, and let him just say, okay, get in the gap, uh, run defending, lateral quickness, uh, pass rushing on the boundary, uh, he will consistently beat offensive linemen to the spot, even if he's not off the snap at the same pace as the offensive lineman. So it's not a snap anticipation trait that you're seeing. It's just his natural quickness and ability to accelerate is a real treat. It, he he is so apt to get hip to hip, uh, both in run defending and in, in a, as a pass rusher, and that is going to help him immensely uh, find himself a nice niche and be a quality football player for somebody. My next guy is a running back, Alvin Kamara from Tennessee. And Alvin, I love your balance. This dude, when he is going to get tackled, has an uncanny ability to remain balanced through that contact and continue his upfield charge. I don't know what it is. It's like he's not a big dude or anything like that, but his ability to just run with a good, firm foundation, take on those hits, and, and sometimes using his offhand to you know to gather himself, but continue that upfield surge. He's got a ton of wiggle in, in, in short areas and, and just the quickness in those tight quarters to sustain contact, to absorb. You used that word uh, yesterday on the show or on Monday on the show to you know, the shock absorbers. He absorbs it, and he keeps going forward, and it's really special to me, especially given his size. He's not going to be a big bruising back, but his ability to just remain balanced through contact continue to get upfield is really special and uh you know i watched a lot of tennessee football over the last couple years and i've seen alvin kamara play a ton uh but i didn't uh, get the the true appreciation for his game until i did the deep dive on his film and saw you know rep after rep after rep of his carries and and my goodness he's a he's gonna be a good player and, and that balance through contact is pretty nice yeah, and you gotta love the low miles on his legs too, right? I do, I do love that. Yes. So, so thanks, uh, Coach Jones and, and Tennessee offensive staff for uh, saving some for uh, whatever franchise he lands with. Uh, we're gonna stay in the SEC. Uh, we're gonna talk about one of Joe's guys. Uh, he was gracious enough to leave me some scraps. He picked all his guys before I had a chance to do any of mine. <laughs> um, let's talk about Reuben Foster, another Alabama guy, our third Alabama guy so far on the show. Um, and, and we could probably talk about another three or four more uh, as far as if we're just looking at a trait that we love about a guy. But Reuben Foster, uh, I love your hammer. You hit people. And you hit people hard. He has that explosive close ability. Uh, it, it, you don't have to go any further than uh, even back when he was playing special teams and he had the big-ass neck roll on, right? Mm -hmm. And he's running down on kickoff teams and he's blowing up the ball carrier in the, in the alley on kickoff 
coverage. Um, he has always been able to hit, but this body transformation and, and reconditioning of his entire body composition that he underwent uh, has done wonders for his range, uh, giving him much more of an ability to play laterally and get the hips and pads lined up with ball carriers and deliver these explosive blows. He owns the middle of the field. He owns you if he's coming downhill in between the tackles. He owns you if he's scraping over top and he's able to flow forward into the line of scrimmage and a a backside gap vacates and the back has to stop because the defenders have done their job on the boundary and forced him to have to look back inside. He He will put fear in people with how hard he hits. He is a true game changer and you have to love when you watch his highlight tapes watching him just blow people's spot up. Dude, that was like the most excited I've ever heard you talk about something ever. It's that Ruben was nice. Foster. It's Ruben man, Foster. I'll tell you, that was that was nice, man. Way to just let it fly, man. That's a dude right there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's roll here. I've got I've got another one to declare, and that is my love for UConn safety, Obi Melifonwu, and the the. The versatility that he offers to his scheme, right? This dude's 6'4", 220 pounds, uh, has tremendous man coverage skills. He can cover a ton of ground. He has range and ball skills. And and what he can do in terms of that size with that skill set offers so much to the scheme. So we sit here, we're talking about all these great tight ends coming in this year. O.J. Howard, David Njoku. There's already great tight ends in the NFL that you have to deal with. This is the guy, that chess piece that you need that can match up and take away these guys. Those bigger slot wide receivers that, you know, feast on these matchups. Well, now I've got that chess piece, a very rare skill set in Obi Melfondu to line up with these guys and take them away, or at least try to defend them with somebody that can physically match up with them in terms of length, size, and physical athleticism. And so he can he can line up in those single high looks. He can line up down in the slot in man coverage. He can work deep zones, intermediate zones, cover two, whatever you need him to do. He can do it and take away those physical mismatches. So, uh, you know, just from having him on your team, what he does for the players around him and the matchups that you can counter is going to be so valuable. Look, he's got some issues to clean up, but if you contextualize what he can do, It's exciting, it's rare, it's not something we see all the time, and it's valuable. Obi, I love the versatility that you're going to offer the scheme that drafts you. Uh, Let's stay with defensive backs. Um, Joe, do you remember 2014, who my top corner was in 2014? Uh, Jason Verrett, right? Okay, yeah. So now you got another um, smaller type corner uh, with elite movement skills. I use the the coveted E word, Ooh. elite. Uh, Sidney Jones from Washington. Uh, I was a little skeptical watching, uh, hearing some of the buzz around him uh, before I had the chance to do the deep dive into his tape because, you know, you see him and you know he's listed at, at I think, six foot, like 190 or something like that. And you see him in pads and you, you just shake your head. There's, you're like, there's no way. He's, he's not six one, six foot. And he's definitely not 190 pounds. He's, he's lean. But, oh my goodness, I am a sucker for guys that can move those feet. And he has the ability to drop off the line of scrimmage. He has to move, 
uh, ability to plant, take that drop step and drive and explode and click and close on balls in front of his face. Uh, And that movement skill compounds with his ball skills uh, to be uh, a very high-impact style corner. And uh, some people are probably going to overthink him because he's long and lean. And they want guys that have length to have you know, a little more weight on that frame. But that movement skill, ball skill combination that he has, that, that football intelligence with that dynamic short area movement skill uh, and, and foot quickness is something that, you know, that has, you, you can play him in any style scheme and, and he can be successful because he's not, a, a physical liability like some of the smaller guys are. He plays with some physicality, even though he's lean. You know, he, he can play at the line of scrimmage. You can play him off the ball and off man. You can play him in deep third cover two. Uh, you name it. He's got because he has that movement skill, that foot quickness and transitional quickness. Uh, you could play him anywhere, and, and I love that about Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones, man, love him. Good football player. My next one, I'm going to declare my love for Toledo running back Kareem Hunt. And Kareem, I love your ability to string moves together. Uh, This dude, man, he sees the field very well uh, initially at the handoff. And then when he's pressing the line of scrimmage, his ability to see into that second level and then string together the move through the hole and then at the second level for gains, right? He, he, he just sees and makes good decisions and, and he just strings it together. So nice, right? He's balanced. I think he hits the hole really well. And, and from the, between the tackles perspective, even out towards pressing the boundary, he can see it. He can see how it's going to develop. He, he, he anticipates the space and he just is a step ahead with the moves that he makes. So I don't get excited about running backs a lot. So it's interesting that I have two here, <laughs> that I pounded the table for with things that I love, but but Kareem Hunt and his ability to string together moves, uh, I love it. Oh, the times they are a change in. Um, <laughs> you know what, Kareem? Uh, my favorite watch of his was at one of the Senior Bowl practices. I don't know if you remember this, Joe, but they ran off tackle to the left hand side with him at one of the practices, and somebody got early gap penetration in the backfield on a team team. Uh, segment and he did a one-two jump cut that was just so natural and fluid and it it, like it it looked exactly how you would expect it to look in live game action where he's got the hard plan inside leg transitioning to hard plan outside leg transitioning to upfield momentum and just just picked and bobbed and weaved his way between like three guys on two cuts Natural, man. And, and that is that exact embodiment of what you're talking about there. Uh, I got one more guy, and uh, this feels like a cop-out. It's, it's kind of like Ruben and Sydney and Corey and Taco, and they're all first-round guys. Uh, this is another first-round guy, uh, Jamal Adams. And what I love about Jamal is the multiplicity that he's going to bring to a defense. You want to play him in in the slot, man-to-man? He's got the ability to do that. You want him to play single high free safety? He can do that. You want him to play as a pressure player off the second level of the secondary as a delay rush player? 
you can do that. You wanted to play zone as a robber underneath and use his his intelligence and, and peripheral vision to pick up routes across the middle of the field. He can do that. You want him to play as a strong safety as a supplementary run defender. He can do that. He can shoot gaps. He can hit. He can tackle. Uh, he's a sure tackler. He wraps up well. He's got excellent click and close ability. Acceleration in short and long areas is very strong. Uh, he checks a lot of boxes, so I don't care what kind of defense you play. I don't care what kind of scheme you play. Uh, he's one of those guys. He's going to be an upgrade over most guys in the league right now. And that multiplicity and that ability and that appeal to every NFL franchise is one thing that I love about Jamal Adams. He's damn good, man. All right, so I'm gonna, I got the last one here, the last uh, declaration of love, and I'm going to declare my love for Troy, offensive tackle, Tony Garcia's feet. And this guy struggled in Mobile, right? He came in, everyone was saying he was, uh, you know, he's the, some people said he was the best player in Mobile going into the week, and a lot of people, there's a lot of buzz around him, and then he, man, he laid a turd. He didn't play good at all. Uh, maybe a few good reps here and there, but overall, like, he struggled. He really didn't look good. And I, so I, it's, it, I say all that to say that I went into his tape, to his evaluation affecting much i was like you know okay this guy really didn't impress in, in in the practices so i didn't expect much in the game and then i watched him i watched the clemson game and all it's different games that he played this season at troy and i was like who is this guy this is not the same player because he's got really nice footwork uh he's very fluid and smooth in his kick step uh he's uh patient to mere pass rushers he can redirect his feet and slide them you know we talk about all the time these 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 offensive tackles that overset to the outside and then they allow their face to get crossed and they give up that interior B gap. Well, Tony Garcia can slide his feet very, very naturally and very nimble fleet footed, slide him back inside and, and, and redirect his, his, momentum to shut down that interior gap and obviously he has the speed uh with his feet to to ride the pass rushers around the edge track and past the peak of the pocket so um you know he's got some other things to work on but from his feet alone what he can do there is is very very quality the kind of stuff that you project to playing on the left side in the nfl and uh let's focus on his tape but not what he did in mobile because he's a much better player on tape than the practice week that he had uh, for the senior bowl yeah, and I think that's worth a disclaimer too. Is is right, especially offensive linemen, like offensive linemen and defensive backs. Uh, the Senior Bowl is not especially catered for you to be <laughs> successful, right? right. Like you're on an island, and I think somebody another example like this, and and we're gonna end the show on animosity again, I guess. Uh, Dion Dawkins, uh, Joe, I know you weren't particularly fond of his tape. Uh, I like his tape, and, and the Senior Bowl. Uh, he played tackle for an extended period of time. They played him at guard. They played him some at right tackle. He looked a little better. Um, but he just he strikes me as a guy that you can't leave with two or three yards on either side of him. But you get him into an operational protection scheme with, with a player either to his immediate left or right or on both sides of him. And I think his movement skills are enough that you get people in turnstile or you get people in there that are, are going to prevent him from being a turnstile and, and just kind of waving people by as they bubble their rushes three yards outside of him. And I think he's going to be a much more reliable football player. So uh, I, I think you're definitely on to something where – uh, you have to have some self-awareness when you're looking at certain players 
in terms of uh, what you're taking away from an all-star event like the Senior Bowl. And uh, I'll, I'll give you the chance if you have any rebuttal and for a incorrectly put any words in your mouth there on Deion Dawkins. For, well, Dawkins, I, I my opinion of him really didn't have much to do with with Senior Bowl. It was, and I think this is a this our our evals. We're going to be really similar on a lot of guys, but this is going to be one where we're going to be really night and day, and that we're interpreting the film completely separately. Because I thought I saw good footwork from Dawkins on tape, but my main concern was his was his power. I thought he was soft. I didn't think he can handle guys right on top of him, and, and a little bit of an overextender and his working of his hand fit, the technique. I just I had those types of questions with his film, and and I feel like we're we're definitely on opposite ends of the spectrum here, and. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's all right. We're just fighting, that's all. <laughs> guys, what what's better than 30 minutes of guys being dude professing their love for other dudes on a podcast? <laughs> like, that's as awesome as I can think of a way to spend 30 minutes. I don't know about <laughs> you guys. Uh, but that is going to do it for the dudes today. We hope we got you in a dude mood. Um, I'm really going to try and push and make that a, a thing, dude mood. So, I, I guys, humor me. Use the hashtag when you watch the show. Let us know you're watching the show. You can do so on either Facebook or Twitter. Uh, Facebook, we have a page now. We're still working on getting those likes up. Uh, We would appreciate it very much if you swung over and gave us a like on Facebook. You can do so at facebook.com slash ndtscouting. Uh, You can reach me on Twitter at ndtscouting. Joe is at the Joe Marino. Give us some feedback. Uh, we actually had a, a request for our next uh, quarterback pound the table, pump the break series, Joe. Uh, the other night, somebody requested that we either find oh. time to talk about uh, Chad Kelly or Gerard Evans on pound the table, pump the breaks. Oh, we, we've got to do Deshaun Watson, too, so we've got to deliver yeah, for the people yeah, so soon. We, so we got two, uh, at least two quarterbacks there. Um, between Watson and Evans, I don't know. I I don't think I can pound the table for Chad. Um, so so please feel free to interact with us on, on social media. We really thrive and enjoy that interaction. Even if we don't have a chance to get back to you, we try to get back to as many of you as we possibly can. But please remember, uh, this is busy season. This is peak season for us. Uh, so between what FanRag Sports has us doing uh, – with written articles and the podcast and things you guys don't know about yet, but you're going to know about very soon. Uh, we have a whole lot going on. We're also each doing 300 player assessments this year. Uh, we're going to have those available uh, to you as a listening audience, which we're really excited to share the finer details of in the very near future as well. Uh, we want to thank you guys for, for following along with the ride with the new venture here uh, with FanRag Sports and the Draft Dudes podcast. We will be back on Friday. Uh, maybe we'll do Pound the Table, Pump the Brakes. Maybe we'll do something else. I don't know. You guys are just going to have to uh, subscribe to iTunes, which if it is not already up as of when we are recording this podcast, it was submitted on Monday afternoon. So we promise it is on the way if it's not here already. So you guys have that to look forward to as well. You're just going to have to follow in and uh, subscribe when it's available to find out what we're doing on Friday. I am Kyle Krabs, Director of Scouting, NDT Scouting, Draft Analyst for FanRag Sports, signing off with Joe Marino, and we are the Draft Dudes Podcast. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. 
Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits. So you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.